More reaction. We're on the line to AgriSA's Head of Land Affairs, Annelise Crosby. A very good evening to you, and thank you so much for speaking to us. So um, what was, first of all, uh, your reaction to the motion? Did you support or reject it? Well, AgriSA not being a political party, you know, we, we didn't really have a say in what was happening in Poland. Yes, I just mean uh, <laughs> your we, uh, opinion we, of it. Not necessarily yes. that you were taking part in the National Assembly. We're very well of the, aware of that, but I just want to know what <laughs> so, you thought um, about it. Yes. Um, you know, as far as we're concerned, um, this is misdiagnosing the problem. Um, we we support the, what the Khalima Mutante High-Level Panel Report said, that the basic problem was a lack of political will. And some of the um, opposition parties in, in, in Parliament also said today it's really a problem of government, not a problem of the Constitution. We don't regard Section 25 as being a stumbling block to land reform at all. And in fact, even if you go this route of expropriation without compensation, which we believe will have very serious unintended consequences, you're still going to be settled with a problem of a state that seemingly does not have the capacity to implement any of the policies and programs around land reform. So, so you know, the frustration will still be there. Um, the, the problem was not the requirement of paying compensation in terms of Section 25. It's lots of other things that were pointed to very clearly by that report. Mm. But just in principle, I mean, I hear what you're saying, and the argument certainly was made by the Freedom Front Plus and the DA to varying degrees. Uh, What was raised, though, by the governing party, including others who supported the motion of the EFF, was that there seems to be uh, a pretense that there are those who did not acquire the land legitimately, and we are talking about South Africa's historical past, uh, some of those who are still hanging on to the land and inflating prices, therefore refusing to be any part of land reform or redistribution program. Look, the the evidence, first of all, points to the fact that that was not the case, um, that um, for the most part, in the um, redistribution program, the prices that were paid were actually less than market value. But the second argument is that government has always had the power to expropriate. And in that expropriation process, the seller is in no position to demand the price. Um, you know, then the parties must either come to agreement or the courts must decide what is just and equitable. And that's why many people are saying, you know, government has never really tested the constitution. It's never really exercised its expropriation powers um, for land reform purposes. So when you say to a large extent, that would then uh, mean the logic is then to a lesser extent that these situations do exist. And what you're saying that it would have been better had the government then tested it uh, by using the constitution before arriving at this point. Therefore, an acknowledgement that those cases do indeed exist. Yes, but they, they are mechanisms to deal with those. Um, and being being the expropriation legislation. Which is but what it, I'm it's asking. It's definitely the exception and, and not the rule. Should yeah. I say again? Yes, so that's what that was, that's what I was asking. So that there is an acknowledgement that to a less extent it does indeed exist. What you're saying is that the government should rather test those cases with the constitution before arriving at this point. So That is correct, yes. Okay, so that's what I wanted to say. So there is an acknowledgement from Agri-SA. So going forward, what happens? 
for yourself? Okay, so, you know, at, at least there is a process now. Um, up to this point, there was a lot of uncertainty. There was a resolution, but nobody really knew how it was going to be dealt with. Now that we know it's going to be dealt with by the Constitutional Review Committee, um, and they are going to be um, holding public hearings. We're hoping that they, you know, will really do some in-depth research or at least, um, you know, have the, the capacity to, to um, properly consider whatever research gets put to them, um, also around the possible negative consequences of this. So we will be fully participating in all of those processes. All right. Uh, thank you very much for speaking to us. I agree says... Head of Land Affairs, Annelies Crosby, we're now on the line to uh, speak about uh, the Black First Land First. They're saying that they've noted the agreement between the ANC and EFF. Uh, however, they're concerned that the agreement doesn't speak to implementation timelines and targets. Uh, and uh, we're on the line to the BLF's uh, national spokesperson, Lindsay Marsdorp. Very good uh, evening to you, Ms. Marsdorp, and thank you very much for speaking to us. So our understanding is that um, now that this has happened, it would be taken back to the National Assembly, at least for an ad hoc committee, to then outline these frameworks. Um, is that not your understanding? I think it's very firstly good evening to the listeners and yourself. Good evening, um, Mr. Master. So firstly, let, 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 let's understand that the land expropriation bill was before Parliament. It's not only going to arrive before, it's already before Parliament. In fact, BLF wrote to the previous president of the Republic of South Africa, Jacob Zuma, and asked him not to implement or sign off uh, on that bill as given by Jeremy Cronin. And it was returned to Parliament. So... The space within that committee framework to work on that and to to ensure that land expropriation without compensation becomes a reality, it, it, it is just to be driven through that that current process that is already on the table. We don't need a new process. Secondly, we must understand that constitutionally, we live in a constitutional democracy, and what we know is going to happen now is that once eventually, once there's consensus amongst these different political organizations on what this uh, piece of legislation needs to look like, it will face the constitutional court and it will be tested in the spirit of constitution, which which legitimizes white land use as, uh, right for, as land owners. And when it gets to that, we don't believe it will pass that test because the constitution itself was set up and the framework of the democracy is set up to maintain white land theft and historical ownership and position of, of the land and economy by white people. So we want, we were excited at one on one end that black political organizations and black people at large can put their petty differences aside, whether it be for political experience is, is, is not the question. But the basic point is people have, black people have decided to work together to implement um, land sources without compensation. But it's very important now that black communities, black people at large who are facing interdicts um, like BLF today, Ken from Johan Rupert, um, communities are seeing themselves evicted, like the community of Bukap and Steenville, must continue to organize on the ground and take land. Because we also heard some wonderful things today. We heard that, um, that we are interested in sharing or maintaining the freedom charter and the sharing of land between black and white. We want to say, Karen, this land in its construction belongs to the black majority. The, and, and so the ownership of land can never belong to white people in this country. But they Let can me ask you this question, Mr. Marsdorp. It's determined by the black population of this country. Let so me ask you this question, Mr. Marsdorp. Uh-huh. The uh, 
organizations such as Tao, for instance, believe that uh, this this next step, this which uh, you're saying you're cautiously optimistic about, is basically and only legitimizing theft. Uh, your response to that? So they think it's legitimizing theft, this, this next stage. Yes. I mean, come on, come on, come on. Let, 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 us, let us have a serious discussion here. I mean, come on. This is, this is ridiculous. White people come into this, they, 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 they kill our ancestors, they, they rape and pillage and, and, and subjugate us, slaves in this country, and then come on, they, they want to tell us that you are stealing back what they've stolen. This, I mean, I, I've always said this, and I've always maintained, white people have no incentive to be smart. How can you make an argument that someone walks into my house and steals my house, and then when I come back to that house and I take it back, it is theft. Uh, come on, this is a, a preposterous, ridiculous, um, I, that is a waste of a medulla obligata, and white people really need to, 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 to man up and, 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 and person up and realize that they can no longer live in South Africa as if they own South Africa. We are no longer going to be a colony of, the, of, 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 of Great Britain and subjugated by the settler colonizers dead by your underpoint. This is our country. This is our land. We are fought for this land. We have been defeated in many other battles, but we won some. And in the spirit of Nyanda and the spirit of, of Biko, we will continue to take back land, particularly Johan Rupert's land. And we will not do that and wait for the legislation to be, to be passed through Parliament, because we know that white people have always starved to make us mana mana in circles while we remain landless and evicted from mm. this land. We will do that, we'll continue to organize, and, and Tao must just go find themselves a new passport if they have no interest in loving the black people. I, I need to ask this question. You, you, you repeatedly say Johan Rupert. He, it, according to BLF, is the face of uh, those who took black land without compensation. Yes, that is correct. So you remember there was a protest in 2015, or yeah, 2015 around three, a, a roads must fall. And we understood that the colonial society, South Africa, saw a head colonizer who was Cecil John Rhodes. Today it is Johan Rupert. He is the settler colonizer who is, who is, who is duty-bound to maintain the settler colony. So in other words, a practical example, when, when uh, President Zuma removed Klan um, Klanene and put in Van Royen, immediately in that moment, Rupert, summoned, Rupert and, and Bankers summoned the ANC uh, uh, leadership and demanded that Van Royen be removed and replaced with uh, uh, Pravin Gordon. So when we say Yuan Rupert is the face, he is the head, the chief colonizer. So when we say who, who, who Cecil John Rhodes is then, this is who he is now. He is the Cecil John Rhodes of our time. He calls the shots in terms of the banking industry, the media corporations, as well as the, 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 as well as the, the land economy, and he determines how we and black, how black people must live. So when we say we're taking white land, or when we say we're land expropriation without compensation, we are not just using a loose term framework for, for, for any piece of land. We are very specific. All land okay. is stolen, including the farms in Pranjuk that Johan Rupert interdicted us from, and we are right. going to take every square meter of his, of his land back. Thank you very much, Mr. Property. Maastop. We're going to have to leave it there. Thank you very much, Lindsay Maastop, National Spokesperson of uh, Blackland Black uh, first land black black land first land first and uh